How facts create the framework and story creates the experiences in our lives. That's what we're talking about in episode 35. Welcome to the Joyful DVM podcast. I'm your host, veterinarian and certified life coach, Carrie Wise. Whether you're dealing with the challenges in vet med, struggling with self-confidence, or you're just trying to figure out how to create a life and a career that you actually enjoy, you'll find encouragement, education, and empowering concepts you can apply right away. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 35. Today, we're going to talk about the framework we create in our lives through facts. So facts create the framework of our lives, and it is our story that creates our experience. Oftentimes in our lives, we experience the up and down of emotion, the emotional roller coaster. So there's an emotional roller coaster that we go on every single day, right? Day in, day out, as we experience our lives, the emotions, they go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. And in any given period of time, they may be more down or they may be more up. And what I want us to think about is where that actually comes from and where we have the ability to create some freedom from the emotional roller coaster for ourselves. See, our life is created by a series of facts. There are facts that happen, and those facts create the framework through which we live our lives. Our story, however, creates our experience. And this is such an important distinction. It may seem that the things that happen, so the facts of our lives, create the way that we feel, that the facts are the reason why we go on this emotional roller coaster up and down, up and down, up and down. But it's never the facts that do that for us. It's truly just our beliefs about the facts. And this is really an important skill that we can develop for ourselves is to intentionally identify the facts. So when would this be useful? So anytime that you find yourself being very frustrated or very angry, or very sad, or feeling very guilty, or very ashamed, anything like that that's creating for you some degree of emotional suffering, it's such a good opportunity for you to just go on a fact-finding mission. Let's just find the facts of the situation. If we can find the facts for the situation, then we can decide what we want to believe about that. And we can start to understand why it is that we feel those emotions that are popping up. So let me walk through a couple of examples. Let's just say that you're feeling very, very frustrated because you believe that you should be getting out of work on time. So you're not getting out of work on time. You're getting out of work late. That can create a lot of frustration, especially if that tends to be the norm, which tends to happen over and over and over again. If that's happening and we're frustrated by it and we start to feel a little bit of despair around it because we're also thinking it's just never going to change, we can actually find a little bit of relief in that and identifying the facts. So what is the fact? Now, many of you guys want to say that the fact is that you get out of work late, and I want you to slow down because that's not a fact. That is your opinion about your experience. So what is the actual fact? We're looking for data points here, guys. Whenever we're looking for facts, we want to make it so clear that everybody would agree that it is factual. So perhaps if the, the fact you're looking for when you're thinking about getting out of work late, the actual fact is you left work at 7 p.m when the shift ended at 6 p.m. Those are data points. That's a very factual thing. We could prove that, right? You left work at 7 p.m. The shift ended at 6 p.m. Those are the facts. If we think about those facts independently without any opinion about it, the fact doesn't actually create emotion. You telling me that you got out of work at 7 p.m. when you were scheduled to leave when the shift ended at 6 p.m. doesn't create any emotions for me. 
And it only creates emotions for you because what you believe about it. Now, here's what's really interesting. Whenever we're talking about the experience of negative emotion, feeling frustrated, feeling angry, there's always a should in there somewhere. So what are we believing about the situation? So we've got the facts. You left at 7 p.m. The shift ended at 6 p.m. So what is the should there? I should have got out on time. I shouldn't have worked late. I shouldn't have had to work late. So somewhere in there, whenever we have a should or whenever we have a shouldn't, what that tells us is that we are believing that things should be different than they are. And it's that, that disparity between the way we believe things should be and the way that they actually are that creates the frustration or creates the irritation or the annoyance or over time the despair. So despair, where does that come from? I always get out of work late, right? So this is broad sweeping conclusion. And those things, they seem so factual because we've thought about them so often. And because a lot of people might agree with us that when you leave work at seven o'clock, when the shift ended at six, that you're leaving late. We all miss that it's actually still just a thought. And it's not a thought that's very helpful for us. If we focus on, I should have gotten out of work on time then what happens is we block all opportunities for solution to the actual problem. We have to peel all of it back to find the fact, the very neutral data points for us then to be able to objectively evaluate whether or not what is happening is something that we want to continue to have happen in our own lives. If we just look at what we think should be different or what we think is wrong, then we block that opportunity to see the opportunity. So here we are, back in our example, we're believing we get out of work late. We're looking for the fact because we're mad that we get out of work late. work late. I'm right there with you. I mean, I would also feel angry. I would also feel frustrated. So getting out of work late, we feel emotions. We have to find the facts. The facts are we left at 7 p.m. when the shift ended at 6 p.m. Those are just the data points. So now we can look at the opportunity here. How do I want this to be different? See, when we get rid of the shoulds, we can tap into the I wants. So what do you want to have happen here? If the fact is today or yesterday, you left at 7 p.m. and your shift ended at 6, then what do you want instead? Do you want to leave at 6 p.m. when your shift ends? It also gives you the opportunity to consider why. Why is it that you left at 7 p.m. when the shift ended at 6? When we get all stuck in the shoulds and just being frustrated about being out, getting home late, remember I put that in air quotes because late is just our opinion about the time that we got home and not everybody would agree that when we get home at 7 and the shift ends at six that we got home late. I know it seems like we would all agree to that, but it's actually not true. It's just an opinion. Not even say it's like you don't have to change your opinion. Let's just let it be the opinion, right? It's just a thought. But if we get so stuck in that piece of it, then we also don't look at the why. So we don't look at the want. So what do we want instead? We don't look at the why. Why did that happen this time? And if we don't look at those two things, then we block all the opportunities to adjust it moving forward. Now, what we might find is that the why was because of a reason that you actually liked. So the reason you elected to stay past your scheduled shift was a reason that you liked the choice of. And so we often forget that. We just look at the end game, which is getting home later than we thought we were going to. So that discrepancy between what we believed would happen and what did happen, what we, the way we think it should be and the way that it is, that creates the frustration. And we forget why we made the choices. We might also find reasons that we don't like, and that's okay too, because when you find the reasons that you don't like, then that opens up one more time, that opportunity for you to identify what it is that you want. Frustration always comes. Anger always comes. All of that always comes when we think something should be different than it is. 
And that something might be our schedule, it might be our salary, it might be the behavior of other people. It's often the behavior of other people. We want other people to be different than they are. I'm not saying it's wrong to want people to be different than they are, but what I want us to recognize is if we spend too much time focused on how people should be different than they are, we give away all of our power. Because as we focus on people who are not showing up in the world the way that we think that they should be, like clients who are being rude, we think they shouldn't talk to us disrespectfully, we think they should show up on time for their appointments, we think they should value our time, we think they should follow our advice, things like that, all seems like pretty normal stuff to want, right? But as we focus on that, what we're focusing on is how they should be different than they are. And every single time, the only thing that's going to create for you and me is frustration and anger and maybe disappointment and annoyance and all of these negative emotions. That net negative emotional state will have a net negative impact on our lives because the way that we feel emotionally drives our outcomes for ourselves. So all the actions that we take and the things that we produce in our own lives come from our own net emotional state. If we give the responsibility for creating our net emotional state to something outside of us, like what other people are doing, then we are also giving them the outcomes of our lives. Do you see that? So if we're putting all of our focus on how things should be different than they are, your little litmus test here, your little indicator that this might be happening is when you're feeling a lot of angry and frustration and disappointment and things like that. That's your first, first clue. So if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling disappointed, that is such a great indicator for you to ask yourself, what do I believe should be different here? Let's at least identify it. So we identify what we think should be different here. We give ourselves the opportunity then to identify the actual facts. What's actually factual here versus what is the story? Because what I think should be different is our story about the facts. If we spend all of our time in the story about how things should be different, then we just keep regenerating anger and disappointment and frustration and annoyance and all of that dissatisfaction. That together influences our net emotional state, which is going to influence our net actions and ultimately our life outcomes. It doesn't really seem like it's all that related until you start to look at how it all is connected directly. There are just the things that happen in the world, the facts. And then we have a story about those facts. We have opinions, we have beliefs, we have conclusions that we draw all just thoughts. All of those thought processes create our emotions. And our emotions then prompt us to do things and not do things, which creates results for us in our lives. If we don't like the results that we have, we have to back it all the way up, not to the actions that we're taking, because the actions are just a reflection of emotion. We have to back it up even further to the thoughts that are creating the emotion in the first place. And this is why you find freedom when you find the facts. The facts require, when you go searching for the facts, it requires you to slow it all down a little bit. It requires you to say, okay, yes, I am super frustrated right now because of this thing. What are the facts here? You like literally just ask yourself the question, what are the facts? And we're looking for the data points. We're looking for the things that everybody would agree to. You left work at seven when your shift ended at six. Your appointment showed up at four o'clock when it was scheduled to be there at 3.30. These are factual points. Somebody said something to you. So the words that were spoken to you are the facts. So. Claudia said, you should have been here on time. That could be a fact. Claudia said, you should have been here on time. The context or that the words were spoken is the fact. What you believe about what she said, now that's her story. Claudia was mad at me when I was late. Now that's not a fact. It's so subtle, but the difference means everything. So if you showed up, you were supposed, like you and Claudia had agreed. Let's go to another example here. 
if you and Claudia, whoever the heck Claudia is, if you and Claudia had agreed that you were going to meet at seven o'clock and you arrived at 7.30 and Claudia said, you shouldn't have been late. The way we might tell that story to somebody else later in the day was Claudia was mad at me because I was late. But that's not a fact. We need to just really, we want to peel this apart and find the fact. That's not a fact. Claudia was mad at me because I was late. That's what we believe about the situation. The only facts there are you arrived at 7.30, you had agreed at a seven o'clock appointment, which we could prove, we could go back and find a text message, or we could find the conversation if an audio recording had captured it. At some point, we could prove that you and Claudia made a plan to meet at seven o'clock. So we could prove that. We want to think about what would a camera or an audio capture, what could we find in, in written form? So we could prove that at some point you and Claudia decided to meet at seven. We could prove that you arrived at 7.30. We could prove that Claudia said you should have arrived on time. Because if an audio was capturing that, we could have heard her say you should have arrived on time. Now, those are just the facts. We have taken Claudia's words to mean that she is mad at us. But Claudia never said that she was mad at us. But if we're believing that she's mad at us, we're going to feel what? We're probably going to feel guilty. We're probably going to feel like irritated or annoyed, right? It's whatever emotion is going to come up for you when you think about that. But believing that Claudia is mad at you is going to create probably some kind of guilt, some kind of shame, which is a big hint for us that we think we should have done something different. See, once again, the uncomfortable emotion, what is it that we're believing should have been different than it is? Well, we're believing that we should have been on time. So we are feeling bad about this encounter, not because of words Claudia spoke, but because of ultimately what we believe about ourselves and what we're we're making those words mean, right? You should have been on time. We're agreeing with her. Yeah, I should have been on time. I was a bad human for not being on time, whatever that version of that story is. We could also be like, Claudia has no right to be mad at me for being late because she's always late, right? So we could jump straight to judgment. Which whenever we judge, there's always a mirror effect that reflects something that we're probably also beating ourselves up about. So the whole point of this is to start to recognize how the way that we tell the stories of our experiences creates the way that we feel all the time. It's the way we tell the story. If we can slow down the dialogue of the story, because the stories, many of those conclusions and opinions, they're very well shared across populations of people, like people in your own circles would totally agree with your opinions. And this is why it's so important for us to slow it down and find the actual facts. Because just because a whole population of people would agree with you on your opinion of a situation doesn't make that situation, the story that you tell about the situation, a fact. And the power of your well-being lives in the facts. Because then you can deliberately decide what you want to believe with them. Most of the opinions that we have are knee-jerk opinions, knee-jerk reactions, knee-jerk conclusions, just very well practiced over time. And if we could slow it down and just say, okay, recognize first the emotion, because that's usually how we realize I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling angry. Okay, we've got some kind of negative emotion going on. What is the story that I'm telling myself? I don't know what the story is. So let's just start and find the facts. That's the best way to do it. Because when you peel it all apart, you find the actual facts, the actual data points, the actual things that you could prove and that everybody would agree occurred. Now you've got the framework. Everything else is simply your story. And it's your story that creates the experience for you. If you don't like the experience, you don't have to change the framework. The only thing you have to do is change the story. And there's always an alternative story available to you. Where you'd elect to spend your energy thinking in which perspective is what's ultimately going to create that experience, the net 
overall experience for you. And if you can intentionally create a better experience for yourself, you're going to have a more positive net emotional state. From there, you're going to take actions and create outcomes in your lives that are much more geared toward what you want to create and much further away from what you have today that may be frustrating for you. All right, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for today. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Joyful DVM podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the concepts and ideas discussed here and how to apply them to your own life to create confidence and empowerment for yourself, you'll love Vet Life Academy. To check it out and learn more, visit joyfuldvm.com forward slash Vet Life Academy. And if you're loving this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. We can change what's possible in Vet Med together.